Hello, everyone. It's it's the end. It's finished. Uh, I, I, I've watched 120 episodes of TV. I've watched some of the worst shit that's ever been on TV. I've watched some of the most middling things that have ever been on TV. I've watched Showtime series that people would rather not remember. And I've watched ones that I can never forget. We're closing with one of those shows. Uh, a show that could not be made today. Queer as Folk. Probably the best show I've watched this entire run. With, without exaggeration. Probably the only fully good show this entire run. This was not my idea, though. This idea was from my brother, Sam, a first-time guest. Hi. I, 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 I can't believe I'm on your show. I'm taking advantage of a space between jobs where I can do something that um, would get me fired from any job <laughs> that I have, which is talk to you on a recording. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's behind a paywall. Like any... Anyone who fires you from this is kind of like springing a trap on themselves. This is pay. Okay. I didn't know this was paywall. That makes me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I, um, so they're rebooting this show and I thought that like it had already come out, you know, because Mm -hmm. there's like a million shitty reboots of shows that you cannot possibly keep up with, but it, it, the reboot hasn't come out yet. And you meant the original, this thing that came out in, 2000 December 3rd 2000 I although I want to know there was there was an English version before the American version yeah yeah so this is where we we have to specify this is the American the first American Showtime queer as folk yeah 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 an important distinction and I don't I I think I would categorize this show as like a normal sitcom like a normal sitcom that you would have seen 20 years ago uh, definitely on the good end of that spectrum, but not like this isn't prestige TV. No, the only thing that makes it prestige is like its depictions of sex. And I was, I, I gotta say, I agree with you. I maybe you weren't shocked. I was shocked. It's good. It's yeah. actually like a legitimate, like no reservations, good show. I a hundred percent would recommend. And I have to say that I like, I a I suggested this to you because I, I thought this would be easier because I thought it would suck. I thought it was terrible. I also thought that I hadn't seen it before. And I, I it became clear to me on watching the first episode. Oh, I've seen every episode of this show. <laughs> I, I had totally memory hold it. I've seen every episode. I've never seen this show. The In fact, the only like interaction I had with this show prior was I was in like sixth grade. Like one kid was making fun of another kid. <laughs> and uh, he was like, oh, yeah, why don't you go home and watch Queer as Folk? And like people, people, people laughed. And then, and then like a third kid that I was friends with, like after they both left was like, I actually heard that show is good. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the guy who said that, that I heard the show is good. He works for, he literally works for PlayStation now. Oh, see? Yeah. <laughs> Get his finger on the Edited. pulse from the yeah. start. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I had never seen this show. And like, I, I did expect that. I expected like another, because that's usually what we're doing here is I'm watching like bad American TV shows, mm-hmm. whether they've been reviewed as bad or not. But this was, this is one of the best things I've watched for this entire series. It was, it has this like lightness to it, which I didn't expect. Like, you know, really bad things happen. Like people are gay bashed and they're beaten up or there's like a drug thing where a guy falls into a coma. And there's not the sort of like leaden, shadowy, sort of chiaroscuro um, self-seriousness to it, which I think is what you mean when you say it's not prestige TV. It just doesn't have that. First and foremost, this is a TV show. I would I would quibble with your saying it's a sitcom. It's a soap opera. I would say that it has the... I mean, it has like the themes and a lot of the plot points that a soap opera has, but it has the pacing and the texture of a sitcom and the writing of one, the writing of a good sitcom. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. And the well, OK, I actually do have one critique uh, of it, one legitimate criticism, if you want to get into it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how you want to do this, like with a certain episode or I watched because it turned out to be actually watchable and good. I watched the entire first season. I did, too. Yeah, no, I watched the ent- I watched all 22 episodes over the course of this week. I, yeah, it was, and it's a great little time capsule of like, 
um, late 90s, early 2000s gay life, Pittsburgh looks so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> that is it's why, amazing. I, I mean, I, when I was watching it, I was like, damn, I wish I was gay. <laughs> 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 I mean that club that they go to looks so fun. It Babylon. Yeah, it looks awesome. It looks awesome. It looks great. I I think they um kind of that can't be what Pittsburgh was ever like. I don't I I don't buy that. But that's movie magic. I'll, I'll give that to them. Um, the <laughs> Showtime gave them um the Ray Donovan budget to <laughs> <laughs> to sex up the gay district of Pittsburgh. Um. The okay, so like you said, it is very sitcommy. That's one of its strengths. Like Emmett, great character, well acted, good comic character. The sort of like sort of their queenie friend is kind of queenie in a soulful way, and you know they don't uh, make shit of him for uh, like being super gay. It, that was great, and they explore like some self hatred stuff. Um, the lead, Hail Sparks. Illinois, and he went to New Trier. Oh, um, I didn't know he was, went to New Trier. Yeah, he went to New Trier. Um, fabulous. And he looks, they make him look adorable, too. And he played gay very well. He's straight. Yeah, he does a very good job of that. He, he did a fantastic job, looks adorable, acts adorable, totally believable, and has some um, hard line readings that he really pulls off. The one character who I think maybe it's an impossible role to play but I did feel like Brian just like, I felt like every other actor was acting in a sitcom and Brian was in last year at Marion bad. Like, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> well that, that, okay. So that's like one of the blurry line characters, Brian. Yes. Brian is, he's would not be out of place in a soap opera. Like the no. sexy sort of like raspy voice, like, Oh, I can fuck anyone. I've done everything. type guy. <laughs> uh, but he's also, that's also been turned into a modern sitcom trope, like the ethnic yes. guy, like that, that, that Barney, Barney Stinson and how I met your mother, like uh, that type of fucking bullshit character that everyone loves. Like the guy whose only character trait is that he's the coolest guy on the show. And his main struggle is like, he fucks too much. Yeah. I, I, I but he, I mean, I, I, I have never seen how I met your mother because I, I'm a regular person, but I, I'm trying to avoid that. So I'm trying to avoid negativity in my life. But I, um, I, I, this, that character probably isn't this way in how I met your mother, which is Brian is like medically joyless. Yeah, no, he's, he doesn't enjoy a second of his life. I mean, that's the soap opera thing that he's so, they try to portray it where it's like, oh, he's done. You don't understand. Like he's fucked thousands of people and he's like <laughs> done every drug and he can do anything. But, like, the only way you can really play that is, like, well, yeah, like, what else would be left to do? It's, like, the, the kind of the problem of eternity. But he's only, it, tw- I mean, this is another problem that I, I mean, it's it's my problem. It's not the show's problem. He's only 29. I mean, they make this big thing about, oh, you know, you're getting older. He's almost 30. I mean, I Felix, you and I are older than every main character in the show. It's true. It, yeah, it, but, I mean, right. said, this was the, I mean, to be fair. This is, you know, came out in December 2000. Okay. I would say there was- <laughs> Life more. expectancy has only dropped since then. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, but like there's been, there was more of a tangible obsession with age back then because it was more of a conventional thing, even for upwardly mobile middle-class people to have kids before they were 30. Okay. I, I And that that's not the norm now. For people in that socioeconomic strata. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. You're right. And then also, I mean, there was some weird like class mixing stuff in this, um, in that first season that I don't think would be sellable now. How do you mean? Well, think about Michael's job, right? I mean, he's basically a clerk. Yeah. And his best friends are an extremely successful advertising executive, a, um, pretty successful accountant i mean their loser friend yeah yeah that is by the way that's the um we're doing we're doing like a loose run through the characters but like so everyone's kind of figured out by now brian is like sort of the secondary lead he's the 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 sexy lead sexy dark lead of the soap opera slash the epic guy of a sitcom 
uh, he has really like, like sort of floppy, important hair. You know, yeah. I mean, his, his whole hair story is, is in not his hair. possible now. Yeah. yeah, no, I imagine if, what if I got that haircut? <laughs> it's sort of like yeah. a, it's sort of like a um a layered um sort of deconstructed Prince Valiant cut, but it's supposed to be like sort of raffish and really hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's Hal Sparks playing Michael, who's like the the real lead of the show, I guess. Like the the uh, and, the heart and soul of the show. And he's like a sensitive sort of um, nerdy comic book loving gay guy who is very close with his outrageous P flag mom, and is adorable. He was I couldn't believe how adorable he was. Amazing character, adorable. Yeah. Uh, there, there's Emmett, who we previously mentioned, the sort of like queenie friend who they actually give a lot of depth to even yeah. in the first season. Ted, the accountant, who like does, hey, is a Glenn genotype. You know, everyone shares that there are different types of genotypes. You know, I look like the lead in La Brea, which is the worst <laughs> show seen for this shit. But uh, you know, there's L- Lindsay, who is the best. Wait, I want to. I, I want to go back to Glenn for a second, or whatever yeah. his name is. The accountant for a second. <laughs> yeah, this this being a like a um, turn of the millennium show, Ted's loserous niche is signified by his chest hair. Yeah, yeah. That's. I was I was talking to a friend of mine about this, and he was like, "You know, you look at all the body hair on that show. All of the losers have hairy chests." Total, total shift from then yeah. to now. Anyway, continue. Yeah, no, that is that is a huge tell of time there. Yeah. Uh, there's Lindsay, who is uh, Brian's best friend from high school, who he artificially inseminated as a favor to her uh, and is the father of uh, her test tube baby. There's uh, which, which just- is it, it's phrased so outdated. That it is um, appropriate to this show, but Felix, I don't think you can say that anymore. Oh, I don't think that's no, a thing what, that people like, say. Oh, oh, is that like a new? Uh, no, I think it's just not a. Not, I, I think that people uh, just don't use. I'm gonna that. be. I'm gonna feel sorry for this one when they have a folk when they have a just lab lobbying group. <laughs> yeah, right. it's most children. <laughs> I mean, um, you, can, <laughs> you can just like lie about that and be like, oh no, I was too. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. No one's gonna like bother your mom. Uh, <laughs> um, you have Justin Taylor who this is a controversial character because like when I was posting about this show people are like oh that like that aged bad but you know my opinion with this thing is like okay Justin Taylor is in high school when we meet him he's and, in like, high school immediately fucks Brian Kinney and they have like a, they have a relationship um, okay not good to do, obviously. Not good to have a seventeen-year-old move to your your cool loft when you're a twenty-nine-year-old advertising executive in Pittsburgh. And Justin's response but, but to that is he's like kind, kind of annoyed. Yeah, that like his, oh, really? his statutory rape situation like got a little serious. I will say that just like you know, I, I definitely don't approve of it, but it's also like okay, this was a uh, uh, Brian you know, remains a man and Justin was a woman. It'd be like, no way. This should have never been on TV. But like, you know, this, this firmly falls in the camp of like, not my business. Well, it's it's like, it's like if Ukraine and Russia did anything to each other, I would be like, I don't know the history. I I thought the issue was actually explored pretty well. I'm interested in the remake or the reboot. If they're going to be able to, um, to have that plot line. Because they're gonna they're gonna have it so Justin is like twenty three and Brian's twenty nine still. They're gonna have it so that Justin's <laughs> twenty three and Brian's twenty nine, and that he will be he will be hauled in by um, Justin's parents anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. only it's only yeah. a graduate student. Yeah, we're putting yeah we're putting you we're putting you on the shitty advertising executive list. For this. <laughs> no, I mean it's like I think that the bit of contextualization they do in this show. To sort of, um, yeah, to contextualize this, like, you know, May, December, or I guess. <laughs> it's uh, like January, April, May. Yeah, maybe. January, May, right, <laughs> January, May relationship um, is that, you know, the, the show taking place as it does 20 years before now. I mean, B, 
being gay is like this sort of exotic thing to straight the straight people in the show. And so, you know, the, the inciting incident of the entire show is that this twink, that this young guy, this high school student, like goes to the gay neighborhood, like tries out the gay neighborhood um, and enter like sort of officially is initiated into the world of gay men. And that's it. He leaves the straight world pretty much for good, and he's gay now. And the, I, I, you know, there is this sort of like undercurrent of the show that the gay world has different mores and different values, and um, uh, that straight people can't really understand them and don't really bother to do so. And it's weird. It's only twenty years ago, but um, that the gulf between straight and gay worlds that the show describes and depicts is. Um, I think effectively contextualizes and excuses the moral questionableness of the age gap between Justin and Brian. And that's why I don't think it would play now, because um, I don't think there is this giant gulf between gay people and straight people and gay culture and straight culture now. Yeah, that's it. That's a good way to put it, that they're there. You're uh, you are no longer like allowed to take the position of a non-interventionist in it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, that is that is a good way to put it. Also, yeah, a product of its time. And there are like there are grosser heterosexual relationships portrayed in media at this time. Really? Like, have you ever seen the God? Yeah. Yeah. You ever seen the Dane Cook vehicle waiting? No. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck what I see. It's not not really the Dane Cook vehicle. He's in it. But um, there's like a big storyline where it's like it's like it's like, oh, is. Ryan Reynolds is going to fuck this hot 17 year old. Oh, I've look- heard you talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's made in like 2006. Oh, right. The plot line <laughs> yeah. is that they're waiting for her to come of age. Yeah. Until yeah. like, until like Obama's second term, every comedy had like a B plot where it's like, Oh, is our hero going to fuck the hottest 12 year old ever? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you're right. It was the culture was, Right, that was the Britney Spears years. That was the like a um, uh, pedophilic, pornographic period. Yeah, and so yeah. right in that context, this is pretty mild. Yeah, but now is uh, Jean Luc Bernal has been held accountable <laughs> in his cell by his own hand. Absolutely, it's no longer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so those are th- those are basic main characters. Uh, as we start the show, yeah, Sam already described kind of what happens with Justin, but we see a little bit of, they do a very good sitcom job. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, cut this out if you have to. I didn't know that Jean-Luc Brunel uh, um, uh, was found dead in his prison cell. Yeah, no, he, yeah. Did this happen, to, did this happen today? Yeah, no, literally today. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, another one. Same, same situation as Epstein? Yeah. Oh my god! I, this is how I find out on the recording of a queer as <laughs> a twenty-year-old queer. As I, fuck. I thought you knew. I thought you knew. You, you have to tell me this before we were going. No. You have to well, tell no, me the I, news. I thought you would have seen it. Is I this thought. the way? Is the way that this goes online? Is it like Terry Gross that like it begins with five minutes of news, and so they will like have the BBC like five minutes of news from the BBC or five minutes of news from Washington, and they'll talk about John Luke Brunel, and then they'll cut to my response. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought you knew. I thought you knew. Oh is all. I, 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 I'm just. I'm going to table that. I'm going to process that later. I. That's unbelievable. It's unfucking believable. Okay, continue. Well, you know whether you think Jean Luc Brunel was killed by Leslie Wexner w- with help of uh, Shinbet or whoever. You know whoever you've got. Or you think that he felt so much guilt and fear of his prison sentence that he definitely killed himself. He'll never see the reboot of Queer as Folk. That's I, you know, Felix, I don't think I'm ever going to see the reboot of Queer as Folk. <laughs> well, and yeah. It's not because no, I'm going to kill yeah, myself. Me, me neither. Me neither. Yeah, that's true. But, um, you know, just, just, you know, getting back to it. Um, <laughs> so, so Michael, oh, yeah, we established that Michael and Brian have a history. And that it's this is going to be the primary will they won't they of the show, except it's different than a will they won't they because they do a billion times. But the question is like, oh, is it going to be is Brian going to give up his cool, raspy voice, you know, joylessly fucking 500 guys a week lifestyle? And is Michael going to give up uh, 
sort of his quest for stability for 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 uh, Brian, this guy where they've both known each other practically their entire lives. They introduce um, Lindsay. They introduce that Brian has a weird uh, <laughs> weird setup where he like got his best friend pregnant. Um, you know, we meet Emmett. We meet we meet the family. We meet uh, Michael's family uh, as the aforementioned P flag mom and the uncle who, who like, I like the uncle's character, whatever they, he's like Gil from the Simpsons. <laughs> he's like, he's a gay dude, but he's like, he's Gil from the Simpsons. Like any bad thing that can happen to like anything within reason that could happen to someone like that does happen. He very much has the vibe of my therapist. It, he just like I, which is a character I I, I think only I know. But <laughs> oh of, no, I've told you to the entire audience about him. Okay, good, good. He's <laughs> got a very sort of like like a, an older gay guy who's like seen it all. He's mm-hmm. he's HIV positive, right? So he's in and out of good health and bad health. Not my therapist, the uh, Uncle Vic. Which was I mean to make an HIV positive like second like very important secondary character like this. This was legitimately like I don't think people were either like alive or remember, but this was all like very risky shit to do, even on like premium cable in two thousand. Oh yeah, I mean I re- I I don't know if you remember. I mean I be have having been born in the early eighties and you know grown up during that period and, and being gay, I remember every single time. I could tell you every single time two men kissed each other on TV Yeah, uh, between 1983 and I, I guess when Queer as Folk came, or maybe when Oz started on TV and then it became normal. But I remember watching uh, the PBS adaptation of Tales of the City with Mom and they had two men in bed and it was like on the cover of the New York Times. Yeah, yeah. And the way that they have this character be HIV positive, it, it's in the same way they do everything. It was completely novel because there were HIV positive and AIDS positive characters on premium cable and even on other shows. And there were, there was like male, male kissing and there were even like incredibly graphic sex scenes in Oz. But the difference between that and the way that they portray all these things in Queer as Folk is in Queer as Folk, you're watching a normal soap opera sitcom that just happens to have these things. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Oz, it's like, you know, the male male sex is either like violent rape or it's like, or it's like, Oh, look how weird prison is. Look what they do here. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Yes. Although, I mean, I, I, if you are a gay boy, my age, I'm at home with a spotty internet connection and you wanted to see men having sex. You didn't watch queer as folk. You watched Oz. Yeah, I get, yeah, everything I, I know about being gay, I learned from us. <laughs> 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 they do jump right into it on us. They get right down to the business, and I really appreciate yeah. that. And queer as folk. Now that I'm older, I, I, I prefer queer as folk. It's it's actually it's this incredibly sweet show. Okay, sorry, you were going through the characters. You were uh, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm I'm going through like I'm going through like the basic arc and, now, and but, the what you um the wife Melanie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Melanie and Melanie is like um, every every action has to have an equal and opposite reaction. Well, you know, Brian's best friends with Lindsay, uh, his beautiful best friend from high school. That means he's greatest enemies with her wife, Melanie, <laughs> or well, not wife at this time, but you know, yeah, uh, partner. Uh, so you know, we've we've established all that. Basically, there's a lot of like good sitcom-y episodic stuff like problems of the day until we have it where uh michael meets a character named dr david cameron (laughs) his name is david cameron yeah his name is david cameron and they make him a doctor (laughs) even though he's a chiropractor that is i think that's the biggest fuck up on the show i uh yeah this was before like scientific computing (laughs) yeah yeah like every he's this character's i think this is a good character but like the the thing that does make me laugh about this character is that he's portrayed as like the fanciest man in Pennsylvania. <laughs> he's like like every like every scene with him doing something with Michael is like he's having like a a high society party with like a countess and a, and like a and like JP Morgan and he's like 
oh, Michael, these are my fancy friends. They've been dying to meet you. And it's like you're a chiropractor. <laughs> in Pittsburgh. You're a crank. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah your, job, your job is you, like, kick people in the back. <laughs> and all your, all your friends are, like, <laughs> opera singers and shit. I know. I remember at one point when Brian, so, and there's a lot of tension. And it's good. It's, you know, well-depicted and well, well-acted and interesting. I'm, well, maybe it's not well acted, but it's it's interesting to watch the um, tension between Brian, that the hot, manipulating, um, sort of uh, will they, won't they, uh, friend of Michael and Michael's boyfriend, Doctor David Cameron. Um, <laughs> I um, <laughs> and the wait, I forgot. I completely forgot what I, where I was going with that because of um. Because his name is Dr. David Cameron. It's really distracting. It's incredibly distracting. I, I mean, to be fair to them, they didn't know. This was, um, God, this was like nine years before uh, David Cameron became prime minister. Well, they, you know, it's people's jobs to keep their eye on the ball like that. They should have either prevent, they should have seen what, where that guy was going and prevented that from, prevented them from naming the character David Cameron or made the show and then had David Cameron taken care of. <laughs> that, if this were HBO, that would have happened. Oh yeah, no, they would have. HBO would not that. have let that happen. Yeah, no, no. It'd be way. in the twelfth year of <laughs> Theresa May's um, prime ministership. <laughs> so yeah, the, um, the David, the David and Michael stuff is like, yeah, it's interesting. I wouldn't say it's the strongest plot, but there's like a class tension there because David is uh, rich <laughs> and Michael's poor, and David's. I just, I love that it's. Uh, yeah, David went to like, Allegheny um, back kicking <laughs> medical college. And so, you know, it's pretty good. <laughs> this is, it is really funny. I guess like everyone thought a chiropractor was a real doctor until the Internet. I guess so. I mean, the I remember he says that there, there's sort of a line that he says in passing that like all of the players from the Steelers go to see him. Yeah. I think this is a period when the Steelers were like bad, though. Oh, okay, so maybe but I, I don't like. <laughs> the problem was they I'm were not going really to this. Sure. They were going to this hunky um, gay chiropractor who kept breaking their backs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's season so, eight where that's revealed. Yeah, uh, uh, Doctor David Cameron is. I the point of his character is to, like set up this conflict with uh, Brian and also to. I think to give like this straight viewer an insight into like gay stuff. That, they, that they've like everything you've wanted to know, but you've been afraid to ask. Like he's he's like, oh, what happens when a guy is like married and has a kid, and then realizes when he's like forty that he's gay, or and like what is gay monogamy? If it's not monogamy, what's the other thing? Like, what do you do? Is there tension there? Because yeah. they explore all those things with him. They have they have it so that uh, Doctor Dave has a a uh, preteen son. They have it where there's a problem where he sort of cruises and it, it causes problems with Michael because Michael's kind of like, well, what the fuck? I've like, I've given up this relationship with Brian to be with mm -hmm. you and you're like doing this for validation. And it's all very interesting and like, I think pretty, pretty well done. But I mean, I guess the point of his character was never to be electrifying. I guess the point of his character is that he's kind of like overbearing and annoying. He's fatherly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's part, you know, it's, that's part of it. It's, it's, it's what's fun about these shows and what's dumb about them is that the psychology of the characters is not more complicated than, some, you know, Michael doesn't have a dad, so he has an older boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. They they do a lot with that. Meanwhile, uh, Justin and Brian is a huge ongoing thing. Brian, Brian is, like, clearly not in love with Justin, but Justin you know, thinks he's in love with him. It's more like youthful infatuation for, you know, for your first, first guy you, you fall head over heels with. We all have that guy whose house we move into when we're 17. <laughs> <laughs> and our, our mom comes to his office and gives us a check to pay for all of, all of the expensive things that we like. And that's that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there's, um, there's there like an ongoing tension there. Uh, sort of interspersed with Justin self-actualizing in high school uh, and he'd be like homophobic bullying and like mm -hmm. just outright hate crimes that we see a lot of. Um, Justin has a best friend in high school and talk about ahead of its time, this character. 
there's a point later in the in the season, and this isn't like a big season plot thing. This is just like a funny thing. She's like she she's about to meet up with an online boyfriend, and she's self conscious that she hasn't had sex yet. So she asks Justin to fuck her, but then she like falls in love with him after, and it's like you know if that isn't zillennial women, I, <laughs> I yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, mildly BPD. DVD, like in love with a gay man who's dating an adult. Dude, she was she's actually a very good foil to Justin as a reminder to the viewer that he's a child too. Yes. I mean I I I and that like she does have a very she's a pretty good comic actress and she has some she delivers some lines well. That line about with that she says to Justin's mom, you know, I think you're taking this really well. You know, my family, we're all black. <laughs> so like, <laughs> that, that's a great line. There are some great lines yeah. on the show. Like the when they have to go on the road trip to New York to find Justin, and uh, Michael yells at Emmett for doing a bump. Yes, and, 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 and Emmett's like, "I've been doing this for years. It's not addictive." <laughs> I mean, yes, it's and there are some actually good. It, it is a funny show. Yeah, but yeah, so there's a lot of like episodic things based on all those storylines, right? <laughs> like there's. As just mentioned, Justin gets upset at something Brian does uh, and like flees to New York with Brian's credit card. Uh, they have to find him. They make Justin work in like the town diner, like very, very Stars Hollow esque, very Gilmore Girls. The, yes, the, the, God, that is such a good point. Like the gay village of Pittsburgh just is Stars Hollow. Yes. It's Stars Hollow. Except the, really, the only difference is that all the men are actually out. Yeah, and- no, Stars Hollow, the <laughs> defining trait is that they're all, they're not, there's like, it's like a, it's like a Lovecraft thing. Like they're not, they they all have to be gay, but aren't allowed to like consummate it. And so it just makes everyone insane. <laughs> it's Stars Hollow, the hollow that it refers to is the hollow underneath the town in which all of the ancient ones live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't like they the ancient ones have this curse where it's like, oh, if you're a man here, you're gay, but you like don't know what sex is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that but anyway, that's that's a couple states over in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, it is like Stars Hollow. The difference being that all of the men are actually gay. They're actually out. And that people punch each other in at, at least once every episode. Yeah, no, there's there's, there's actual a lot violence of punching. They punch. There's a lot of punching. There's a lot of jeep crashes. Oh my god! Yeah. So yeah, Brian's Brian's signature vehicle is a jeep, which I guess that meant something different back then. Like a jeep now, I associate with you know like a woman who gets kicked out of a lot of places. But I guess this was like pretty. <laughs> sick to have back then the women who <laughs> the women who get kicked out of a lot of the marjorie taylor greens of the world yeah are the daughters of the bryans who they couldn't make gay <laughs> 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 there was when i was in high school of what when did i graduate high school 20 years ago um that was like the jeep cherokee like with the that was sort of like open on top just oh, so what the brian cut that was the hot car the, I think that's a Wrangler. Yeah, the, Jeep. the sort of cage one. Yeah, 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 the cage. That was a hot car, which is amusing to think in Chicago that you know you would have a car that the the only enclosure is like this plasticine thing. I mean, in the winter, it doesn't make any sense. But oh yeah, no, one of my best friends in high school had that. Well, you remember and it was like 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 in in winter, it was like this is why the fuck did you get? Because it's be- so stupid. Because it's Brian's car. Well, they're probably not your friend, but like you know, it was like that was <laughs> that was the hot car. And then everybody at um everybody at lab, everybody at the school that I went to who had that car, they all had Florida plates. Why Florida plates? Because their fam. This was a couple a couple of families. Their families also had houses in Palm Beach, so it was a way to yeah. You know, oh, we also okay. yeah. This car's registered in Florida, actually. Well, <laughs> very glamorous. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> Extremely uh, glamorous. This is just an aside, but there is a cool Jeep again. It's a very different type of car, but it's called a Trackhawk. And it's it's an SUV that like goes zero to 60 faster than any other SUV, except for the Lamborghini SUV. Should I get that and um, begin a Brian lifestyle? I mean, Trackhawks are pretty cool. Not right. a lot of people recognize, oh, like I recognize them and they're like, 
they're like a big car with a rap. I think it's cool that rappers are like buying domestic cars. That's, years. Good, good. That, that's wonderful. <laughs> no, yeah, no, there's a there's a hit song called Hellcats and Trackhawks, and those are two those are two domestic cars. Okay, but like I, I just I, I want to get back to this first. If I got Brian's car, my apartment is not unlike his creepy apartment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it is, you know, you did high ceilings. Right. I think the sort of centerpiece of that type of apartment is like it's a kitchen island. Like they need kitchen islands. <sighs> Yeah, you're right. I don't have one either. Well, you know, one day. I mean, Brian. One day I'm going to be the straight, the straight Brian. <laughs> go to prison. <laughs> That's a good, that would be a good rap line. Straight Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the straight Brian. <laughs> um, maybe a good 50 cent line. You, oh, well, I mean. I mean. <laughs> just yeah, he could just I say mean, he's like Brian. Yeah, I he's mean, just like Brian in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about? I, I do you have a, a, a other stuff on your agenda that you want to hit because I do have a topic that I want to hit. Oh no, I was just gonna get through the remaining article. Oh, okay, go, go, so, go, go, go. So, yeah. so like as as mentioned before, Doctor David and Michael hit roadblocks. Uh, Michael finds him increasingly having to pick between his lifelong affection and friendship with Brian and the newfound stability and you know, what everyone is telling him is a dream come true. And Dr. David versus David's overbearingness and just the simple fact that he's not Brian. Uh, Michael is trying, is coming to terms with, or Brian is coming to terms with turning 30, which is portrayed as like the end of his life on this show. Um, mm. You know, <laughs> like trying to, trying to find that that meaning of life that comes with like, what do you mean to other people? Namely, Justin. Justin self-actualizing and sort of like finding his voice and standing up for himself. Uh, there's a, I thought, a pretty well done storyline between two uh, less, lesser, lesser important characters, Ted and uh, Ted and Blake. Between Ted, Ted, the sort of boring accountant guy, and Blake, the meth-addicted twink. Yes! This was like, I thought this was really good. And there's some good... There's some Emmett shit here because Emmett used to date Ted and Emmett is like, no, don't like he, he's impossible for him to change. He's like just a fucking methed out twink. You're just going to get your heart broken. And Ted's like, fuck you. I love him. You're you're mad that like someone actually likes me. And, you know, they it's a soap opera. He so it like goes left and blows up. And, mm-hmm. You know, they he's using again and they take him to rehab. And in the cliffhanger season finale, he's checked himself out of rehab after they check in but it's very i thought it was very sweet it was very human but not like overly maudlin and very like very well done i really liked it i agree with you it was totally watchable it it was right i sweet is the right sweet is the word that kept coming to my mind when i was watching it it was just it was a sweet human show yeah no this is not like this is not like This Is Us or any of these fucking shows where tragedy and tragedy is piled on the characters just because you don't have any other ideas and are, aren't that good at developing the characters. Like, the, the awful things happen to characters. Like, the season ends with Justin getting hate crime. Yeah. After, after like, there's this big moment where Brian, like, tre- is, like, treating him like shit the entire season and taking him for granted. And then, finally, he takes Justin to prom, which is, I mean, talk about a product of the time. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now? Do they still, oh, do man. they do prom? Um, I think it depends on where, I think if you're in the South, you go to, you do like the Nathan Bedford forest. Dance <laughs> where you have to like all, all this, all the students have to like strip for the principal. So and like, have, like have se- <laughs> like have sex with the groundskeeper, and if you go to school in a blue state, you do like Zoom prom. You do Zoom prom, right? You do yeah. Zoom prom, and you are, yeah, that's I. Uh, and that's that's the two Americas. Those are the. And who's to say, you know, who what's good or bad? Maybe neither of them. <laughs> they, are bad. I, they, yeah, they both they both sound very functional. They both, I think they everyone should have a right to do both those things. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, no, definitely could not do that now because it is like. I mean, again, yeah, this was probably written in like ninety eight, ninety nine. It was, it was, it was a different time. I will say that. Well, it was. I mean, one of the things that I 
is just like, I mean, it's, it's an obvious point. And I think anybody who's watching it, who sees this now um, uh, would make it, but it, I think it deserves to be said that just that they don't have grinder or yeah. scruff that they that they don't have these hookup apps. And so they had, they do, but they it's, it's late enough that there is, they do use like manhunt or gay.com, you know, these like desktop um, sites that people used at the time, except the site that they, the fake site that they use in the show looks like Neopets. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like a, a pink with bubbles and like smiley faces. And they're saying, you know, they're, you can't send photos. So it's all fantasy. And they're all like describing like what they do to each other as they sit at night at home on their giant desktop computers. Fascinating relic. I think a lot in my memory of this time, a lot of things did look like Neopets because learning basic HTML back then, that was like, you know how every website kind of has the same like refined look now? Yes. Where that you're, you're like showing off how good you are at that. I've, HTML was like basic HTML that you would learn, you know, learn on Neopets was kind of the same thing. Yeah, it was like Neopets for, um, for fucking. Yes, exactly. That might have been Neopets. <laughs> I, think, I think unfortunately that, that was there also were a lot of uh, yeah there were a lot of he- let's say heterosexual uh brian justin relationships horned on neopets unfortunately uh, that's too bad. what well, i've heard yeah. this was um this was neopets for consenting for consenting adults yeah, yeah yeah neopets after dark but that that is that is more or less the first season i'm actually i'm before i watched this i was like i'm not watching tv another fucking year i'm buying a projector i'm watching movies now and now it's like, I'm not going to marathon this show because it's like, I, you just watching 22 episodes of TV in five days feels so fucking bad. But I am going to watch this show. It's, like when I'm working, I'm going to watch this show. Like this is a good show and I'm going to keep watching it. But that is the first season. And the first season, it okay, so the, the, I have a couple, a couple things that I want to address. One of them is, I touched on this, one of them is their bodies. Like Brian's part of like Brian's thing as like a super stud is that he, his body, his incredible body, right? And people like every time he brings a trick home, they're like, oh my God, your body's incredible. (laughs) And it's, it's not, I mean, or at least in today's standards, it's, it's not, I mean, he looks good. Yeah. Yeah. He looks good. Like he looks like he's mostly doing cardio. I would say for a straight woman now, he has the ideal body. Really? Yeah, I think that's what a straight woman would consider the most attractive. Outside of like, I mean, really what they like the most is like a six, seven man who like can't metabolize food. But second to that is like the Brian Pinney in 99. I mean, he, I mean, he looks, he looks great. Don't get me wrong. But he, uh, he, I, I think for this show to have verity now, he'd need about, 25 pounds of muscle yeah yeah i guess i guess i mean and that's really one of the only arenas of attraction where like being big and like bigger and muscular is like still a positive yeah yeah i think that's right yeah thanks to the crossfit revolution yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know if it's a new thing or if women always like didn't like muscular guys who knows it's hard it's really hard to say I, it's, it, it, I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's not my field. Yeah, who who's to say? But like, yeah, in nowadays, Brian would have to be more muscular. Brian would have to be more muscular. They'd have to be hairier. Um, it, it's it's weird. The bodies are just total. I mean, the one one sort of positive thing that has developed since then is like, I think gay people are a lot more body positive. And they're not very body positive, but there are there is a lot of um, I think more acceptance and celebration and eroticization of a ton of different body types. So that, yeah, it's sweet. I mean, that's nice. Um, yeah, yeah. There's not like I did notice that there's not a lot of like bear stuff or like n- not hyper specialized stuff. No, it's really they really all have the same body. The only difference is that Ted is older. Yeah, yeah. Um. The other thing that I, I first, I do want to bring up looking the sort of like, that's actually the queer as folk reboot that, I mean, I know there is a real queer as folk reboot coming, but that show, that HBO show looking, which was prestige TV that they made like, 
I want to say seven years ago, five years ago. Do you remember this? No, I don't remember this at all. It's with like Jonathan Groff, who Lucy adores, and Murray Bartlett from White Lotus. And it wasn't that good. It takes place in San Francisco and they like go to the Folsom East, the Folsom West Leather Fair. It's stupid. It's not a good show. And it didn't have the, well, everything is more cynical now. Like, you know, This Is Us is a cynical show, Family of Dads or whatever that show you watch with Lucy is super cynical. They're all cynical. And like this show, it's, as you said, even though it has like, it does play up, you know, dramatic moments, God knows, it, it, didn't really have a lot of cynicism to it. Yeah, yeah. I well, I mean, it is. This is a TV wide problem, cynicism, and I feel like, I mean, I guess part of that is that TV writing has always been and will always be about finding a formula. But more things are formula now than they ever have been. I feel like, like things that used to be, it used to be like. I, I guess like plot and arc and a lot of this shit and like characters to a certain extent were formula. Like if you see, if you've seen 10 American TV shows at the same type, you can start identifying these things pretty easily, but there are little flourishes by the writers that you see that differentiate them. And like, you know, that's why when you watch homicide versus like, you know, fucking NCIS new Orleans, you, 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 there's a distinct gap in quality. Yeah. Because the homicide writers, like they're they're both using the same formulas, but the homicide writers are like, okay, I don't have to rely on formula for this. I'm going to use my flourish for like this B plot or this character. Like I, I trust myself enough to like make this interesting and use my own input. Um, I feel like you know where once it would be like a writer's input, and they'd maybe take something interesting from their lives or something they'd read or just something they'd always wanted to try they will now resort to formula just because everything is so algorithmic. And I mean, it also because it's like very cheap to make a lot of these shows now, and it's not a big deal to, you know, have a show run for 10 episodes and then get killed because it's like, okay, I could cannibalize apart from that and like make another one because everything is shot in the same places and everything is like 60 fucking percent CGI now and looks the same. Oh, and it, it's man. everything is just churned out. And so like, why, why would I even use like my best idea on this? If I, if I don't, if it's just going to be like another streaming service show that dies. You, you, do you really think that's it? I think that's part of it. That's very I, depressing. I, it is. It is depressing. Um, I mean, it's funny for me to say that the writers are getting worse. But like, <laughs> I, uh, I think that's a little bit ridiculous. It's a little bit of an anti-material. Well, there's too many uh, shows. There's too much Too many content. fucking shows. Yeah, I mean, so that, that you could, there's a dearth of talent or, or a dearth of um, uh, concentrated talent. I'm sure that's true. And then also, like, as you said, algorithmically, there's like nothing. There was, n- there's no moment in this show where you're like, it's there's nothing. Uh, this is a Matt Chrisman point. I think there's nothing memeable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, well, well, the, the only memeable thing would be like, I okay. When I was looking, talk about doing something that a weird old man would do. I watched the show by <laughs> buying all the episodes on YouTube. <laughs> talk about. Do you think that was talk the, about something that was the first time that had ever happened? Like they set I, set off an alarm at YouTube headquarters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that's something the real Doctor David would do. If Doctor David was real and watching this show, that's how he would watch it. He'd be like, did you know you can buy things on YouTube now? <laughs> How old is Dr. David supposed to be? Well, I honestly, I think like, honestly, in the show, he's like 37. I do too. He's like, you know, I lived a whole life before this. I have a 20 year old son. (laughs) He's married to Suzanne for 33 years. Yeah, I've served in the military. I've killed people. Actually, chiropractic is my second career. Before that, I was, I was actually head of the English department at Pitt. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah um i i mean buying i was like buying all your media on like amazon or youtube is like something walter white would do if he was real too <laughs> um, yeah i think that's true i mean uh, needless to say i got the um 30-day free trial of showtime which i've already canceled no that, that's that's the way to do it well i don't know as your financial advisor yeah, I, I recommend well, I mean, that you. I, I'm. I, this is a write-off anyway. Oh, it all comes off a. The write-off. It's not. A, not but, a write-off I mean, for you, me. You could have written this off. 
you know, if you wanted to. Um, what but, if the IRS listens to this? They'd be like, well, you're right. <laughs> they'd be like, you're you doing a great, do boys, you need, good you job. Do this. Well, no, no, this was, this is not like a tax dodge. This is like you needed to do, you like had to do this for work purposes. You know who you sound like? Ted. Yeah. From Queer as yeah. Folk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, the other thing that I want to bring up is the ladies of Queer as Folk. Um, Women were beautiful before NAFTA really took hold. Oh, my God. The... Lindsay's wife is one of the most beautiful women who's ever been on TV. Oh my god. No, she's a knockout, but like really like every like Justin's mom. Justin's is mom banging. is so hot. Jesus Christ, she's banging. I couldn't believe what I, I and this is you can really tell this show the writers' room was all gay men because every single mother character in this is the best human being who has ever lived. <laughs> no, that's, there are no bad moms. The, like, even the, the moms who you think are bad, by the end of the episode, they're like, I'm sorry about the way I behaved. I found a million dollars and gave it to a bunch of orphans. I hope that makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the worst mom in the show is Brian's mom. But even she's like, even she's like, oh, I've realized that you're right about everything and that I love you. No, Ted's mom is the worst mom in the show. When he falls into the coma and she's in the hospital and then she turns out to be wonderful. Oh, right, right, right. When she yeah. says she's like, I'm just so glad he has friends like you. It's so beautiful. The relationships that he's developed, <laughs> even though she's supposed to be homophobic. That is a great point about that. And she's also his age. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. I mean, just Justin's mom appears to be like 10 years older than him. Justin's mom is so beautiful. I, I would like she's to see, a, I would like to see, maybe there's some slash fiction about like Justin's mom and Melanie. I'd love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, holy shit. She was a, a global TV news Toronto news anchor, Sherry Miller. And she she was a she was a journalist, and then she like became an actor. Yeah, because like everyone's career used to start when they were like nineteen. So just like Dr. David Cameron, yeah, exactly. He went on to become Prime Minister of England. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, after it didn't work out. Oh, holy shit! She was in. Oh, never mind. I read that too fast. Oh, I thought she was in Dead Presidents, which is like one oh, of that would be amazing. Movies. No, yeah, she was in Dead Husbands. Oh, that's that's different. <laughs> it's a different movie. Um, but no, she was like, yeah, it, it's that all. I mean, it's the Whistler's mother thing. That um, uh, w- w- what what little boy doesn't love his mommy, right? I mean, that's yeah. the so all the moms are just wonderful. It's a show. Part one of the main themes of the show is that all mothers are from heaven. Yeah, which is a gay yeah. theme. There are, I'd say, like two like fully bad dads on this show. Yeah, well, Justin's dad is floridly horrible. Awful. Uh, Brian's dad, they were always going to make, this is, you always do this with the Brian Kinney character. You have it where his dad's like a, a mean loser. Is, and it's like, oh, oh, that's why he's so cool. Is the, And so that's why, that's how Brian wind up, wound up talking and living like Batman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that, that is literally like, Raylan Givens, mm-hmm. like like all these characters, like to, it's like how do you make the coolest guy ever? You give him a bad father. They should have had Raylan play Brian. Yeah, I would yeah, have bought that. Yeah. Him in that role, that would have been good. Brian's not, this is the problem. Brian's not hot enough. He does look like just too much of a normal guy. It is hard to buy him as like the hottest guy ever. I mean, it is well on. A, it is easy to buy him as the hottest guy in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. that. I don't, but, but, but I don't think that's their. But point. like, look at the women in Pittsburgh. I know, the, like, like Pittsburgh is <laughs> the most like Valhalla. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, but also, I mean, this is. I can't stop thinking about Brian's hideous suits. Well, that was the time. I know it's not their fault, but those suits that like. It's like he slid into an extra large tube and then they sewed, sewed buttons on it. It was illegal to have less than three buttons on a suit back then. And you had to button all of them. Yeah. No, always. And all his the red shirt, his, the, the, when they meet for breakfast every day and he is always wearing a red shirt with a matching red tie. That was, no, that was hot back then. That I, was like, there, there was so much like, that's why I feel bad um, for computer guys because when the first forum meetups started happening around 2004, 
like red rayon shirts became kind of synonymous with like a nerdy <laughs> computer guy who is now making ninety thousand dollars a year in two thousand four. It was like, oh, it's it's time to like swag out. And I really feel bad for those guys because it's like that was cool five years ago, like when they were in college. And it's right, it's but, not their fault. Yeah, like of course they're five years behind. But yeah, it like that's I mean that's literally how Brian Kinney dresses, right? Because it but that way it was appropriate at the time, right? It's yeah. it's totally not totally not his fault. Yeah, but it's still yeah. it doesn't age well. No, it ages. It, it, it's it, that's the weird thing about watching things from like 2000 is everything that's coded as a cool character doing it. It's the thing that you associate <laughs> with like the the kid that like shows you memes on his phone <laughs> in like 2007. <laughs> Like that, like makes you watch a video from like a YouTube precursor and stares at you the entire time. Okay, there's, so there's there's one more thing that about, stuck out to me just as a cultural artifact, which is uh, that they go to gay restaurants. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't. I mean, that kind of still exists, but that used to be like a thing. That remember on North Halsted Street in Chicago, there were like restaurants that they were gay restaurants. You went there for like gay food. They were and. Um, they were gay themed. I mean, like, okay. In general, do you feel like, like, what's left of the fully gay world? Uh, oh, I don't know. I could kind of feel like Doctor David, like chiropractor Doctor <laughs> David Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> being like, well, it's been a while, so you know, I'm so old. Um, I think you know, like places like Babylon certainly still exist and are thriving. You know, if they've if they've been diminished, it's by COVID and not not by mm. cultural shifts. Um, yeah, I'm thinking like, what, what can we expect from the Queer as Folk reboot? Um, drag, I think is a much bigger presence, but maybe that I'm wrong actually, because it was always around, but it's not, it's, they sort of mention it here and there on this show as jokes, but you know, there's, you don't see any, you don't really see a lot of drag, um, apps, a lot of app action, mm-hmm. which they just didn't have. Yeah, gay restaurants. I mean, there. I, I I think that uh, Mike's jo- Mike's mom would have to get another job. Yeah, um, the high school thing. You know, I don't want to diminish the fact that there's certainly homophobia still in high schools, and you know, that's it's not good, and you know, it's something that people should take seriously. But at a, the private school where they wear uniforms, that Justin goes to, unthinkable. On what he goes through, the gay bashing that he um, suffers at school is unthinkable now at a school like that in a fancy suburb of a big city. Yeah, am I wrong? I, I, I... right. Yeah, I mean, it's right. Right. There's. I think you're right. There's definitely homophobia, but it. We. It's like. I mean, like, yeah. I can't imagine it would be like, yeah, 1999. That sort of outright homophobia is just. I mean, in in polite society, especially upper middle class, you know suburbs like the one that justin lives in it's it's hard to think it, it's it would be harder to sell that plot line with the dad yeah. blowing up i mean and that's a good thing right i mean that's wonderful wonderful that it's harder to sell that plot line um bra as we said before brian and justin's relationship i don't know how they would depict that now i don't know how they would do that well i mean brian now would be like his thing would be like turning 40 and Justin would be like twenty three, <laughs> right? Like, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Except there is a categorical and even neurological difference between a seventeen year old person and a twenty three year old person. So the plot line just doesn't work. Right, right. I think it's like they are going to try to replicate that dynamic, but without the same stakes. Yeah, I think that's and like right. taboos. It's just you, you can't do it. I mean, I do. Although they did make uh, "Call Me by Your Name," that's true. But they're they were only five years apart in that. I think. Yeah, and, yeah. They might maybe they'll make Brian younger. I don't know. Oh, but that takes the that takes the urgency yeah. out of it. I don't yeah. know how that. I, what if they just go for it though? I mean, I recommend they do. Yeah, that would be much more interesting. That would be that would I would watch that. Yeah, no, that would be okay. Then, yeah, it's actually interesting to see you remake the show. Okay, okay. Another thing that has changed the, again, this age fixation thing. 
I think there is less of it, or I'm just older than all of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell. I, I don't have a lot of objectivity there. Yeah. But it was good. I'm glad I got to watch it. It was, it was really, really fun. Glad. It was actually really a good glad. show. Yeah. And this is the second show that I've watched for this entire series of three volumes of the series that I will continue watching. What the we- other being Billions. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Billions is just a great show. <laughs> 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 billions, I love Billions. Billions is like they had, you. it is one of those shows where you get the feeling like they get into the writer's room and the producer comes in and they're like, oh my God, I got the schedule wrong. We only have two hours to write the entire season. Just go, 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 go. <laughs> billions is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, Billions. Billions, I think, is like the opposite of the show, but it's awesome. You know, one of my friends in finance, he he says that he likes to watch Billions so that he knows what's going to happen at work the next day. He's right. It <laughs> feels true to life. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a way, like Queer as Folk felt true to life. It was yeah. it had an emotional truth to it, if not like a, uh, a, a current materiality it, it had a, an emotional resonance it really worked on me if you want to see how things were watch queer as folk if you want to see how things will be watch billions that's that old saying yeah that's from the bible yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well i think that, that that does it for queer as folk that does it for volume three. does it for queer okay. as folk and that does it for this queer goodbye sam <laughs> <laughs> it does it for Volume three of This Is Sus, putting me up to, I think, like uh, 500 episodes of TV. Oh, no. No, I'm not like. Um, oh, no. No, no I'm no, I'm like probably going to be watching movies from now on. Probably Are you sure you're ready for that? Yeah. No, <laughs> I uh, I got a letterboxed. We're going to see how long it is until I get moderated there. I um have a recommendation for you your first movie that you should watch is Black Narcissus. Okay, what's that about? It's about a team of horny, insane nuns who get kind of locked on top of a mountain in Nepal. Oh, I hate stuff like that. Oh, it's so movies. good. I it's hate so good. where people are like caught outside. It's so contrived. I'm sorry. It is, it is fantastic. It's a gay I favorite. That's why I'm bringing it up. It's just, terrific. Yeah, but like women just... Women just like think I'm gay. I'm not actually gay. Like, I'm just. That's not my brother. We, we watched a gay show. Yeah, no, but it's this like, is what no, I do want to say. This is my opportunity to say this. Insofar as Felix sounds gay, and insofar as I sound gay, that's not actually us sounding gay. That's how the men in our family sound. Yeah, no, that's literally just being upper middle class. Mm, oh, I think that's just how yeah. Shulman sound. Yeah, maybe. Like, think of how all of our uncles talk like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. There's like a little bit of up-talkiness to being upper middle class. Yeah, but I I, I, I guess. I mean, I, I know a lot of upper middle class people. I, I exclusively know upper middle class people. <laughs> they don't all sound like us. I mean, I guess not. But I don't know what the first movie I'll watch is. I think I'm going to buy a projector, not because I think they're better, but it just, you know, it's like a new thing. It's it's it makes it, it makes at home viewing an event. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's sweet. I think you should do it. Yeah, it's like something the real Brian Kenny would do. Oh, my and I'm going to be God. doing a lot more things. I just oh, wait, oh my, I just had, <laughs> I just had a vision of. Well, th- this will happen in the reboot that there will be a party at Brian's house. He will have a projector and at the party, there will be like showing porn on the projector. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. That's, that that's oh, going to be in the mix. There's going to be a thing where they like test fe- uh, Coke for fentanyl. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And there's um, definitely going to like um, gender and gender queer characters are going to be a huge part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that might be the Justin character. Oh, that'd that be might be the actually. Justin thing. That might be interesting. Did I don't know. Sometimes shows surprise me. I'm like categorically against reboots, but I don't know. You never know. I didn't expect to love Billions, and here I am. You you kind of ironically love Billions, though. No, I don't. I like actually think it's good. <laughs> I actually like it. 
pathetic. Okay. It's, no, it's like cool. It's good. It's actually cool to like billions. It's science. No, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, it's not cool to like it, but the stuff on the show is cool. <laughs> they're, they're like, oh, who would do such a trade? And it turns out it was Bobby Axelrod, the best trader in the world. <laughs> <laughs> mom, when I was in Chicago, mom got me turned on to the opposite of billions, all creatures great and small. A show in which nothing ever happens. It's about three bachelor veterinarians who live in 1940s Scotland. I didn't, uh, no, it's not, it's not a show I'll be watching, unfortunately. It's like it's sliding into a warm bath where there's like Valium in the water. It's like, I can't <laughs> tell you what happens in any episode. It's great. And it's not, not for me yet. Eat five more years and you'll be there. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right, Sam, thank you so much. My pleasure. This was so fun. Let's keep watching our gay show. I agree. All right. Thank you to you, the listener. Thank you for watching all these shows with me. Thank you to everyone who gave me the worst suggestions ever for shows. I'm talking the worst. Made no sense. Because you too were contributing in some way. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for everyone who, from the moment the series started, told me to stop doing it. And thank you to everyone who listened. Uh, I'm sure in some form or another, it'll be back. Though the next series of this type I do is... Well, I don't, I don't want to give too much away. It's pretty mean, but you'll you'll see. It's mean? Like every, I told you what it is. Oh, yeah, you, you know, did tell me. You yeah, did tell yeah, me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I forgot. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't, it I don't is mean. I don't think it it's that mean. mean. It is mean. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on who I... I don't know. You'll, you'll see. I, there's a right way I can do it and a funny way I can do it. But, um, you know, everyone will see. Uh, as always, you know, catch everyone later. Bye.